too low for coming abroad right in front of my eyes? No. No. I just I just did all that wrong stuff to you just to get you hype. And just to get <laughs> you. I was about to say I've been getting a lot of uh, a lot of positive uh, appreciation Braun comment content. I've been like, what's this man on? Like, what is he a Braun fan now? Uh, uh, no, I just want you to realize that once this man blows it, that he's just not that good. Again, so you know all of, all all the good things he's done in, in his past career. I'm just like you know just to hype you up, just to build up your your ego, and then when he blows it, you're like, ah, he's not that guy. His fifth ring, and you're like, you can't even argue it anymore, and you have to admit yourself because you already said it. If he gets yeah. five, it's it's tough. Yeah, yeah. So obviously he's not getting five. All right, he's going to stay at four. He might, you know, even make out the first round this year. Who knows? You need to stop. You know you it, and stop. I know it. They're gonna blow it. They're gonna blow it. Oh, uh, we'll see. Um, but no. So we're at. We're the time right now with sports where it's like nothing. There are no major seasons going on, but there's so many things. We got, you know, summer league basketball. We still haven't talked free agency, honestly. And then we got uh, preseason games and stuff like that starting. So I'm a, I don't know. I'm going to throw it to you. Pick, just, you know, pick something, whatever you got on your mind, and we'll go from there. Uh, let's go with the most recent news in the NBA with the Clippers trading away Rajon Rondo and Patrick Beverly for Eric Bledsoe. Yep. I mean, you know, we always criticize Eric Bledsoe, but this is this is bad. Like to me, this is like you could smell the desperation off the Clippers. They're just trying to find a spark. Now, obviously, trading Rondo kind of makes sense because Tyron Lou didn't really like him that much. I don't think he liked them in, in that system. Now, Patrick Beverly, in my opinion, I would rather have in the come postseason time than Eric Bledsoe. I think the Grizzlies were just trying to get rid of him. They're just trying to get rid of Eric Bledsoe, and they're like, we'd rather have Rajon Rondo and Patrick Beverly than Eric Bledsoe. So I don't know. I think this is a bad move by the Clippers. This is not a win now move. Um, no. Obviously, time will tell. Maybe Eric Bledsoe fits in Tyrone Lewis' system and, and he thrives. I don't really know. But as of today, I feel like this is a bad move for the Clippers. This is trending down. And they might be a bottom four team next year in the West. So like they'll be like five through eight next year in the West. Bro, I think so. I think everyone kind of had like the same or a very similar reaction when they heard it. It's like you hear it, like even when I sent it to y'all, you hear it and you see it, and you're like, like what the heck? And then you try to everyone tries to convince themselves, like, hey, let me think about it. Maybe it was a good. And then everyone was like, no, this isn't a good move. I don't like. I don't see one. So if you're trying to do it to win, Eric Bledsoe, obviously he's the better player of the three. Like, they got the best player out of the deal. But in the playoffs, this man has been awful in his last yeah. three seasons. He's been terrible. He, he shoots like 30% from, from the field in the upper 20s from three. So I don't get that. Um, but what's their starting lineup next year with Kawhi gone? So you're moving Paul George from the two to the three. So yeah. it would be Eric Bledsoe is your starting point guard. Who would be your two? Who would it be? Would it be Luke Kennard? Would it be Reggie? I think, I mean, honestly, so they've got Zoo, but they've still got a surge, right? They still have surge. I don't think, I don't know if I'd start Kennard. They might have to go backcourt with Eric and Reggie. 
and PG or, at the three. Or, or do you keep PG at the two and move like Batum to the three or something like that? You could do that. You could I mean, definitely do that. I don't know. It's just obviously this is kind of like a gap year for the Clippers. So maybe this is maybe they're using this time to develop Eric Bledsoe into the point guard they want to be in the 2023 season or 2022 season. So I mean, I don't know what they're doing. I think they might be a documentary on them, basically saying the best that never was. Because yep. you know, remember when Kawhi and Paul George got there, we all thought this was going to be like a rivalry, LA versus LA battle of the two teams. And they haven't made it to one conference finals. And probably they probably – oh, no, no, they made it this year. Sorry. But they haven't really been healthy in the past two years. Oh, and you got – what? Uh, Pat Beverly probably has one of the worst old takes exposed quotes. Yeah. <laughs> the next five years are mine. Are He's mine. not even – They trade him. They trade him. I well, mean – You know what else? You know, I was thinking about this. Uh, so you said it. Like, Rondo obviously didn't get the heavy minutes in the rotation in the playoffs. But I actually think for next season, just because you you said it, I project they'll be a bottom of the Western Conference type playoff team as well. I think they'll get in, but I think they'll be. I'd even go lower than you know. I go maybe seven or eight, honestly. Yeah, I was but, just I was just thinking six because I mean it's also thinking they're they're gonna be healthy outside of Kawhi. So if Serge comes back fully healthy and Batum and Reggie Jackson play like like they did in the playoffs, I mean. I don't know. It's to me, it's tough. I could see them being a seven, eight seed. Right now, my gut's telling me six. I think they'll be a six seed. Um, right now, I don't even have the Blazers. Might, might not make the playoffs next year. They might be an eight seed again because they haven't really made any moves to change. So, so and Golden State, Golden State will be healthy next year. Um, Wait, so you got them at six? Do you think Dallas is better or worse than the Clippers next season? Because I'm thinking about the teams next that you would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas will be better next season. Because, I mean, they win that series in five if Luka, if Kawhi's not there. If yeah. Kawhi's not there, right. so. So, I mean, so I got Dallas. Dallas is better. Lakers are better. Uh, Warriors are better. Jazz are better. Nuggets are better. So, Suns, yeah. Suns. So yeah, that's seven. That's seven spot, and then that eight spot has to be the Blazers, and the Blazers will, will be fighting for, with the Grizzlies, with the Pelicans. Yep. And who was the other team that didn't make it? No, that that's it. Yeah. So. That's it. So yeah, I, the Blazers scenario has me very confused. I don't know what they're trying to do, because I feel like the past, I, I we're seeing a pattern with the Blazers. They just care about developing their players. They're, they're, all they care about is drafting and developing their players. And if they see sparks, they'll keep them. If they don't, they'll let them go. You know, so they're not really about the win now mentality. That's not really their, you know, their forte. So that's a little confusing to me. And I think Dame's going to realize that hopefully by towards the beginning of the year, I think he's going to try to give it a go this year. And then within the first two months, he's going to realize that this ain't it. This yeah. like if I'm, if I'm gonna win a title, I gotta get out of here. So, see the thing is, and I said it on, I forgot where I said it, but I was talking about it. I actually think not only just for Dame, but I honestly think we're at the point now where the best thing for Dame and the Trailblazers is for Dame to get moved. 
And by moved, I mean, like, he's going to have to request a trade. Like, obviously, they're not going to just trade Damian Lillard for plenty of reasons. Like, he's their, you know, he puts, you know, people in the stands. He's their guy, so they wouldn't just trade him. But they have a ceiling, as we've seen. Man, they lost to the Nuggets, who got swept by the Suns. They lost to the Nuggets without Jamal. So they, exactly. they're not going to. And, like, Dan gave everything he had, and they still lost in six. So it's that's tough. And I really don't know. But if he were to request a trade, he's definitely going with the Sixers, period. Because, sure. because Daryl Morey is still waiting out hope that he's going to request a trade so he can get put Ben Simmons into that package deal to get Damian Miller. Like, that's his end goal. That, that's his end goal. He doesn't care about anything else except getting Dame. And he's going to wait as long as he can to get him. Because if you put Dame and then B on the same team, they're just, they, they can't beat the Nets and they can't beat the Bucks. Yeah, so, they're right there. Yeah. And that's honestly, if I'm Portland, I'm fine with that deal as well. I mean, Simmons, rather you, regardless if you like him or not, he's 24 years old. You kind of get a fresh start. Um, it's the best case kind of scenario. I mean, he's if you're talking about moves, he's the best you know prospect in the market, a 24-year-old uh, all-defensive player who's a 6'10 point guard. So I don't know. I think that's just become – that move has become inevitable. But I did want to say this about – the thing about Rondo uh, is what I wanted to say. Um, so he wasn't great. Like, I get moving him because he wasn't great for the Clippers in the postseason. But if you're talking next regular season – for them to stay alive, like we just said, they, they're going to be fighting to make the playoffs. Would you not prefer to have Rondo on your roster? It's like if PG, it seems like the only true playmaker. Eric Bledsoe can play the point, but he's never been resound for his playmaking abilities. And the one thing about Rondo, if I'm trying to fight an uphill battle all season long, I'd rather have Rondo on that roster as well to help kind of, you know, facilitate, be, be a, a veteran on that team. So I thought that was something I thought about more when I thought about the move was like, I don't, I didn't like it at all. And it seems like almost no one does, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what the Clippers have going on. You said it yourself. I think some people are saying it's kind of a gap year for them, which is also weird. I don't know if that's uh, going to work out for them in the long term as well. I mean, PG's getting older and Kawhi, is, Let's be honest. They traded away seven first-round picks for Paul George. There, there is no future with the Clippers for a very long time. No. Now, this is it. This is it. Period. And look, I, you know, like you said, no one likes the Rondo trade. I don't think anyone likes it. But you just gotta, like, he he wasn't really an impact player in the playoffs. Like Tyron Lue did not fool with Rondo at all. Did mm. not like his mindset or anything. And he can't be toxic at, at times. You know, Tyron lose, but hey, my way. You know, like he's not about that, you know, coaching outside. It's always him. So I don't like it, but you could have gotten, I think, more than yeah. Eric Bledsoe from for Rondo. Like, I don't know. And like I said, I don't know why the Blazers are not on the phone with the Grizzlies right now. Because if I'm the Blazers, what I would do is I would call up and say, yo, Simon's in a first-rounder. For Eric Bloods, for Ray John Rondo, and I will move with that because I, you need to build a team around David if he wants to stay. Just the way it is. Yeah, no, and I think uh, I did hear this, and I guess this is this could be the only possible uh, kind of reasonable thing I could see for the Clippers is the long. When you talk about the long game, I saw I believe it was you may call it, I think it was, it was Skip who was saying. 
that um, Ballmer saved, I believe, $30 million in the luxury tax by making that move. So if you're trying to say, okay, the Clippers' new plan is next season we're not going to we're not going to be contenders. If you might make the playoffs, we're not going to contend. But if you're saying the following season we can bring back up. I don't know if I can say healthy. I don't know if I can say healthy Kawhi Leonard for the you know the rest of this man's career. Yeah, but he's never healthy. He hasn't been healthy ever. Like when they won the, the finals in 2019, he was not healthy. His knee was bothering him. Yeah. Yeah. His and knee was messed up. Round. Yeah. Yeah. He played through an injury. So th- this man's never healthy ever. So, yeah, I don't know. But if I you really can get know. him, so you can bring back whatever you can of Kawhi, and you can bring PG, and you're saying, okay, they've now opened enough money to kind of make somewhat of a move. That's the only kind of silver lining I can see for the Clips is that they're they're really putting all their chips in on the next season, whether it's being able to go get somebody or just, uh, you know, that's that's their play. But awful, right. not awful move. I don't think I don't think anyone. Everyone's kind of on the same page today. With what was that? Yeah, I, I I really don't know, but it is what it is. We can only hope that the Bledsoe trade actually favors the Clippers by the season comes around. You know, let's see if they work. Tyron Lue works better with Eric Bledsoe. You know, so only time will tell with that trade. But I mean, what about the big move with the Bulls, Chicago? You <sighs> like it? You hate it? The you team like that. Probably one free agency. I think. Like, would you not agree that the Bulls have the best free agency? I would say yes. I would say yes. They um they went from a win now team. Uh, I think they're. I think you and I talked about this. We both believe they're one piece away from being legit. Um, I think they need a four, kind of a stretch four. Um, I think it was very key about that trade is that they kept Kobe White. And trade for Lonzo Ball. Mm. Yeah, that that trade's bad. Like honestly, you got what Santamsky and Garrett Temple in a second round pick for Lonzo Ball. <laughs> that I mean, come on now, that's that's downright pitiful. So I don't know because Lonzo runs the one, Levine the two, Demar the three. They're pretty small. They yeah. are because. Levine's only 6'4". DeMar is 6'6", and he's playing the three. And then they have Vucevic, and then Patrick Williams is their starting four. Um, I don't know. They're, they're pretty small. They'll be liability on defense because Levine's not that good of a defender. DeMar's kind of old. Vucevic is not that good, good on D. Lons is probably their best perimeter defender. But they'll be scoring points, though. They'll yeah. be scoring points because DeMar's low-key a good facilitator now and he could probably get some shots up for uh for for Lonzo and Levine so I feel like they'll be must watch TV I think they'll be a four or five seed probably in the uh, east this year and they might might win a playoff series because I think Miami Loki had a good offseason too because they, they got Kyle Lowry they re-signed Oladipo they got PJ Tucker you know, they are also a really deep team as well. So I feel like the four or five matchup will be the Miami Heat and the Bulls. And I think Miami is going to be in like five or six right now. Okay. No, we, I mean, we talked about it. So I think we both agreed. I mean, they went from, I believe, if I'm wrong, it was either, yeah, 13 seed last year in the East, I want to say, to. Well, 
Yeah, they were close to a playoff team. Like the the 10, they, they were close. They were like 11, 12. Okay, so it was 11 or 13. Yeah, I knew one of those numbers. It was one of those. So it was probably 11. But we agreed. I mean, we like them more than the Knicks. Um, yeah. I think the one we kind of were split on is Celtics, just because there's so much. There was kind of a, you know, we'll see what happens with the Celtics. Well, Boston – Boston, their their goal is next year because you know yeah. they're clearing cap for next year. They're not worried about this year. They're like, hey, we're like they're kind of like the Clippers. This is the gap year. We're going to develop. You know, if if we made the playoffs, we probably will. If we lose a series, that that's okay. But they're worried about next year. Brad Stevens has his eye on one guy next year, and he has enough cap space next year for a max player. So, and I was looking at the free agency class. And oh, there's, let me hear it. There's three guys that they could probably get, and I don't think there's only one that sticks out the most. It's James Harden, Russ, Russell Westbrook, and then the third one, Bradley Beal. That one sticks out the most. I'm yeah. like, they're going after Brad. I'm like, they will glad because he it's a player option. Now, I bet you Tam's like, hey man, take a player option. We're clearing cap room for you to come to Boston. So I think that Bradley Beal to the Celtics is inevitable. I think he's going to opt out next year, and they're giving him a max. And then Tatum, Beal, and Brown will be that trio. That has been that move has been in talks for like the last two years, and you know that Beal and Tatum talked about it during the short time that he was at Team USA. And you know they're close friends. You know they've talked yeah. about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for, for, for sure. I pro- that's why he almost requested a trade because I, I I think he's eyeballing the Celtics because he wants to win a title. I think he's oh. eyeballing them, and I think Tatum's telling him, hey, don't worry. We're clearing cap for you next year. Just take your player option, and it'll be us trio. Us trio. Brown, Beal, and Tatum. Then you move Tatum to the three, or four, then move Brown to the three, and Beal to the two. No, that could work. That could work for sure. Um, <laughs> the Celtics, you want to talk about? You know, what else they did, they uh, are known right now as a team that completely got Dennis Schroeder for, like, $5 million. Yeah, they <laughs> finessed him, bro. Like, I mean, <laughs> it, it does give me weak that this man was in shock of what he just did. <laughs> of course he was. He had $84 million on the table. Yeah, and then he only gets six in free agency. Like, come on, man. Come on. I feel bad for him, though. I mean – like, he was expecting so much. He thought that he was that dude. And then he went to friends, you know, like, you're not that dude. I mean, I've always thought he's a backup point guard. I've never seen him as, as a starter in this league. Like, even when, when he was on the Lakers, I was like, LeBron should play point. Dennis should come off the bench. And then people were like, oh, well, who's taking Le- LeBron's spot? And then I was like, well, you got me. Because it's either Kuz or Marquis. And they're like, stop it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It can't be out of those two. So, but I just—he's just the definition of, of of a backup point guard. If you would have told me that he's your starting point guard, I'm like, nah, you'll probably be like a mediocre team. But if you told me he was he was your backup point guard, I'm like, oh, for sure, you probably have have a contender on your hands. Okay, so I just yeah, I mean, he's a stuff. he's a baby. I mean, he's not a bad player. Body me, but he's a baby Russell Westbrook. He's an undersized point guard who shoots like 30% from three. I mean, and I don't know, you know, if you're a contender, like you said, I don't think 
he really is for a continued team. He's a starting point guard. So I think yeah, on a team that wants to win a championship, he is a backup. And I know Boston is considered – I think he will end up starting. I know they said they might start Marcus at the one and bring him off the bench, but I think I think they'll end up starting him at the one. Um, but like we just said, we don't have Boston really as a contender this season. So if, Boston, so if you're saying that yeah. – yeah. No, I was just saying, if you're saying that, then um, so we've got obviously the the big three. I think, and we talked about this one too. I think the Hawks would still edge out the Bulls, so I think that'd be four. And they might be like Chicago, Miami, right there, five, six, and then maybe Boston seven in that group. Um, yeah, so see, I don't know. The East is getting good. It's getting good, and I totally forgot about the Hawks. You know. They had a great draft getting Jalen Johnson and Sharif. And mm-hmm. Sharif's been been stepping up in the summer league. I think he hit a game winner and a game tying shot to force overtime. So he's shown that he's clutch. And it's starting to get curious on what you do with Lou Will and mm-hmm. Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter. Because if you think Sharif is a good backup point guard for your team, you might have to move off Lou Will, maybe keep him, but I would probably move off Lou Will. And then, well, if, if, if it were me, I'm going to try to trade Lou Will, Herder, and Hunter. That's what I would I like do. It. And try to move Bogdan to the bench and try to get a star two to move along with uh, Trey. That's what I would do because I think Bogdan is a starter in this league. But I don't think they really have the star power in their starting five to win a title. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. their stars right now are Trey and John Collins. And I think you really need a, a kind of a number two, a solid number two that can be a number one to be on, on, the, on that two spot. So what I would do is I move Bogdan to the bench and probably try to get try Hunter, Herder, and Lou Will for probably a starting two that could probably – you know, average over 20, like 20, I'm going to throw something at you then now that you said that. So, cause it was the first thing I thought of one. I agree. Like that's, that's kind of the move in terms of, I feel bad for Lou because if you recall when Lou left the Clippers, he had that whole thing where he was talking about how he almost retired and now he's going to get to Atlanta. And if he, he they got they can't keep all three of those guys and Lou's obviously the one that would have to go. So it looks like he, they might keep him. I think you've got to move him, but I just I feel bad for him because I don't. He got to go to Atlanta, so whoever he ends up next, I'm sure he won't like it much more than that. Um, but the name that came to mind. So say that the Wizards get aware of what you just talked about, and they're like, "Well, that's cool and all. We don't want to lose you for nothing." Atlanta offers Washington that. Could they steal Brad? Because I mean that like. I would want – I would say this. If I'm if I'm the Wizards, I would rather have Cam than Hunter in that kind of package just because of how good Brad is. But at the same time, it's like, well, if you're not going to get offered any better. Uh, see, that's what I was thinking. When I was going through this in my head, I was just like, well, I mean, that two that I'm that you're eyeballing, that I'm eyeballing, is a Bradley Beal type of player. And I'm like, yeah. but can Bradley Beal play some defense? Nope. That's the only issue I have with that because if he plays just par defense in Nate, Nate McMillan's defensive scheme, then I would be like, oh, go for it. Go for it. If he plays average defense, I'm like, go for it because then you have a, a legit shot to win a title, in my opinion, because you have 
Trey Young, Bradley Beal, DeAndre Hunter, Collins, and Capella. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good starting five right there. And then you have depth on your bench with Bogdan, Gallinari, Jalen Johnson, Sharif, and the Okinawa. I don't know that the, the, the backup center. Yeah. yeah, you're young, you have depth, and you have star power. You have all three that, that you need to win a title. And you have the coach. So if, if Atlanta were to do that, I'm all for it. I would even say this. Um, so Trey, I don't know about this season, but I know over the two seasons before, I haven't really checked it for this season. Trey and Brad have been like historically, I, that's, I'm just like, that's why you mentioned it, two of the worst defenders in the yeah. NBA. But if one of those guys, whether it is Cam or DeAndre, they believe one of those guys can be their two-way guy. So if you have that guy who can guard your two-way in the perimeter, you've got Clint Capella at the rim. I think you can make up for it. Like it, they had times where they ran Trey and Lou at the same time on the court last season, and that that's a disaster defensively, and it worked. But I think if you've got uh, a three, a small forward who can guard perimeter guys on the perimeter, and you've got a, a center like Clint who can protect the rim, I really do. I think they can make do. So I think that's interesting. Um, that would be. I know Boston would be feeling that very hard. <laughs> Boston would definitely feel that, especially Tatum. Tatum would feel some type of way. Oh yeah. I just think it's interesting because I think the Hawks are in a good position to go after another star. I think yeah. they really are because they have all the young pieces and talent. Because Harder has shown in the playoffs he's talented. I mean, Cam Rush, everyone's raving about Cam Rush. Now, I would keep him, but, I mean, if, if you need to move off him, you can. Hunter is just as good. Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Lou. Lou Wills is a quality piece. So they have they have the pieces to trade for a bigger star. But will they do it? I don't know. They're, they may be an Atlanta Brave system where they're just all about developing. But – We'll, we'll Which see. I wouldn't hate that either. I mean, I wouldn't say that would be like a, a bad move. I mean, you, we just both said we'd have him as, as the four seed in the East. So if you're like, you know what, um, we'll kind of just hold off, see what everybody else in the East does, and we'll keep our guys. I don't hate that either, but I do think they could package it for someone better. I did want to say, um, so we mentioned, you mentioned kind of the Bulls roster. I wanted to go back to it because what's the deal? Do you know exactly what's going on? With Laurie? Like, you see, I don't know if he's restricted or unrestricted free well, agent. Uh, he's a restricted free agent, and he wants to do a sign-and-trade, and he wants 15 mil a year. So okay. that's that's what they're trying to do. So they're trying to sign-and-trade him, and they're trying to – and Laurie's looking for 15 mil, and I don't think a team is really wanting him to get 15 mil. That's the problem. I've, I've heard the Mavs want to do it or are willing to get him. And so are the Celtics. Now, I, I read that the Celtics were hesitant on getting him 15 mil because he doesn't really play like a 15 mil kind of guy. So yeah. I think it's just depending on who's willing to budge more. Like if the, those are the two teams I saw, maybe the Kings, I think I read. I don't know about the Kings, mm. but I know for a fact that the Boston and Dallas have been like trying to see if they can get him. Now, Boston – Dallas. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know about Boston, though. I don't know what you can give up if you're Boston to get him, unless you're willing to give up Robert Williams or something like that. So, I don't – yeah, see, that's tough for me. I don't know who, who, who they can get, honestly. I don't know where he's going to go. Where's Paul Millsap going to go, too? Like, he's still on the free agent market. 
I don't know at this point, man. A lot of the, I mean, he's not going to be a guy that's going to require very much money. He probably signed for close to a vet minimum somewhere, but a lot of that money is dried up at this point. So yeah. I don't know. Um, also, I find it funny that yeah, Boston. If Boston paid Dennis Schroeder five, six million dollars, I could. I highly doubt they want to pay Laurie Market in fifteen mil. Yeah. And you know how I feel about the Dallas move, though. You know what I, I mean? I've been talking about. I've talked about Porzingis in so many different places at this point. That's yeah. another spot. I wouldn't mind it. You mentioned kind of they'd be small and defensively they wouldn't be. I don't think, you know, adding Porzingis who can protect the rim, um, making that move, I don't I hate it. I don't know how it would match up just because he's so much more money than what yeah, Lori. Yeah, he's a he's, he's a fat contract. And the problem is I think they uh, the mask get worse in that trade. Like, because then mm-hmm. you're going to have to give up, like, three first-round picks. And, I mean, if you're Mark Cuban, you, you got to be like, this is Luka. Yeah, he's 22, but we don't have the team around to win a title. We have to build one. Like, they didn't really build one with Dirk. And it was just Dirk just willing his way to a title in, two, in 2011. Like, if you were to tell me a 40-year-old Jason Kidd and Jason Terry and – Sean Marion and Tyson Chandler are going to win a title led by Dirk Nowitzki against the <laughs> Miami Heat. I was like, you're crazy. But We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was just Dirk just willing a team to a title. Like, I mean, that, see, that's just crazy. So the Mavs haven't really built a team to win a championship in a long time. And I think they're messing it up with Luka right now. Because I think Tim Hardaway is, is, is a bench player. I think Jalen Brunson's a bench player. Finney Smith's a bench player. Powell's a bench player. You know, Max Kleba is a bench player. You know, those are some of their starters and key players. So, I mean, I don't know. No, they're in a tough spot, though. Kind of like they're in that no man's land where they're going to keep getting six, seven, eight seed. They're not going to get high picks to be able to draft talent. I mean, you can if you hit, but it's just more difficult. And then also all those guys you mentioned, while they're solid pieces, they're not like Atlanta's pieces. Like, it's not like they can really package Tim Hardaway, Jalen Brunson, and Kleba for a co-star necessarily. So they're kind of in a, a tough spot. But I think you – yeah, you do need to – you want to build around them, but I think you've got time. I mean, it's, it's so early in. Um, now, the fact that he's been this good so early gives you some more urgency. I would say that. Like, he's already competing almost single-handedly with the Clippers uh, in the first, you know, back-to-back yeah. years. And he just signed for a fat contract with five years, like $200 million. Yeah, $200 plus, yeah. So, you know, he's there for the long haul. I mean, I just think you got to start building around him now, like start getting small pieces, not even the big pieces yet, but Porzingis was supposed to be a big piece, and he's failed. Yeah. So the Knicks have looked very smart trading him away. Now, obviously, Tim Hardaway's dad believes that they made that trade for his son, not for Porzingis. But, <laughs> but I don't know about that. I mean, but man, you know what's crazy? You mentioned his contract that he just signed, the the two hundred million contract. I don't know if it's five or six, but they're either one of the five or six guys in the NBA who are making that much on a contract, and one of them does not fit. I saw it and it kind of made me mad. It's like Luca. Um, Russell Westbrook, Steph, John Wall, 
It's not John. I thought John, the person was on there was last, and I thought it was going to be John. I was like, surely it's John Wall. Uh, it's those three. Uh, two other guys, one or two other guys who were also high caliber. But the person who threw me off was Rudy Gobert. Rudy, Rudy Gobert <laughs> has a $200 plus million contract. What? Let me look it up and make sure. No, he does. Let me see who the other guys were, though. Bro, what? That's wild. The guy who doesn't do anything but just block shots and dunk gets is getting paid two hundred million dollars. Yeah, so it's them. Oh yeah, so those three guys, Giannis and yeah, that's it, and Rudy Gobert. That's wild, <laughs> dude. Dwayne Wade, what are you doing, bro? Come on, it's the guy who almost single-handedly almost got them put out because he couldn't guard anybody versus the Clippers. God, bro, no way. That's bad. Come on. Oh, my Lord. Okay. No, but I saw that, and that pissed me off. Um, now, this just came to my mind. Now, I'm going to run about you. Now, I saw that the Rockets are trying to move off John Wall. They're trying to have their core four with Jalen Green, KPJ, Christian Wood, and Josh Christopher. That's their four four. So they're trying to develop them. They're trying to trade John Wall. Now, time, let's say two months go by, Sixers have not heard a peep from anybody. They haven't heard anything. Would you consider the Rockets? What if they're like, hey, the Rockets said, hey, we'll give you John Wall and five first round picks. Because remember, Darren Moy loves picks. He loves first-round picks, and he loves trading them away. Would you consider that that trade? So Ben Simmons or John Wall and five first-round picks. Let's say two months go by. So it's like like James, like, no, no I'm fully committed to staying yeah. in Portland. Hell no. <laughs> no. You would keep Ben. You would keep Ben. Yes, I would keep Ben. What if? So yes, Morgan likes his picks. I don't know what five first round picks do for you with Joel and Bead. Like I don't. Well, because the the reason I say this is because Ben has burned bridges everywhere. He's not even yeah. talking to Joel. He's yeah. not talking to the to the front office. He's not talking to Doc. It's it's more like he's gonna sit if he's not traded. <sighs> that that's what it's looking like. And now Golden State. And, you know, with those picks being gone with the lottery, they've already drafted them. They're useless now. So the best you can do is Wiggins, two first-round picks, and Jordan Poole. Would you rather have that or would you rather have John Wall and five first-round picks? And that's that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say is, yeah, he doesn't – I would agree. He doesn't really fit, but – I think if it got that bad, and it, I mean, it, yeah, same here. From what I've heard, it's really bad. Like, they, neither side, Ben nor the organization, is handling that situation very well. I think, one, I think Golden State, I would take that package because I think Golden State would still, for Simmons, be willing to throw in Kaminga. And so I would take Kaminga, Poole, um, who are the other guys? I guess if he's in the package, maybe Wiggins. He doesn't really help them that much, but it's... No, they're going to have to use Wiggins because that means they have five 
max contracts, and, and they'll be way over the cap. They'll be on a hard cap, and they will not be able to do that. That's so Wiggins point. is going to have to be in the in the deal. Or Draymond. I don't think they're going to give away Draymond. No. So it's be happy Wiggins. He has to be in the, in, in the deal. I would take it. I would take that over John Wall. I really would. Uh, you throw in, look, now it's, it's as simple as the Kaminga if he if they try to for some reason. Because I think Golden State wants being really bad. So if they're like, if it gets that bad, they see it gets that bad, I think they'll continue to offer that package. And I would I would take that over John Wall and some picks. Um, so you would take Wiggins, Kaminga, Jordan Poole, and two first-round picks. I over would. John Wall first-round picks. Okay, so then what would be the starting five for the Sixers? It would be their point guard would have to be Maxi. You'd have to start Tyrese, yeah. Then it would be um, Danny Green, Wiggins, Tobias, and then Joel. Your starting lineup would get worse, but your depth would get much better. I mean, you can then bring off Seth, but, Kaminga. But you're still small because you have Seth, Kaminga, and Thibault. Seth's pretty small, and Thibault is is a, is like a moderate size for a, for a two. And then you have Kaminga as your three, but you have the Yang. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the Yang, and then you have Andre Drummond. So you don't really have you don't really have a backup point guard. So no. and you have Shake Milton too. So you have so many young guys, but you're gonna have to move off some of them to get a quality veteran point guard. I think Maxi has proven in the summer league he's a good backup point guard that he can play the backup point. I think Seth. Thibel, Maxi, and Drummond, and Yang coming off the bench. I think I think that's a championship bench right there because mm-hmm. Seth has proved that he, he's a baller. Yeah. So that's the only problem I have with this because you don't really have a veteran point guard. You just don't have one. No, I'd agree. That's definitely the whole. Like when I was even thinking about it, it's like you, yeah, you you just don't have like Tyrese. He's he's looked great, but I don't I don't you know Philly's a team who's contending for a title. I can't. Say I'd be confident in trying him out there starting at the one. Now that I think about it, if they're going to move Ben, they should have been looking for a point guard and free agency. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think it's just because Tobias played the four, but that's because Ben Simmons was six ten playing the point. Yeah. So he can guard any, so he can guard the one through four or one through five. So then you're taking that away, and then basically you're you're just small. You're just small. Period. And that's why, to me, I would consider the John Wall trade very heavily because now you have a veteran point guard. Yeah, he's getting paid $44 million, four mil, and that's tough. But now you have a veteran guy who's been there, who's been in the playoffs, and then you have Danny Green, and then you still have the depth. The depth's not, not the issue. You know? Yeah. They already have it. To me, it's you need a starting point guard and a starting four. Those are the only two holes you have. I mean – if, if you accepted the Golden State trade, I'd be like, okay, good. You have hella depth, and you got, you know, not you got first-round picks out of it. But I would I would consider it. I don't think it would be good, but I would consider it. It's one of those things, the more I think about it, too, if Philly then takes those picks, you know, you say Daryl loves, he loves his picks. They get five round, those five first-round or five picks from, from Houston – if you can then turn that into something as well and you can trot out John, it's not going to get you anything crazy, but you can trot out John, maybe another perimeter guard who can score the ball. Because that's all they need. It's not like, yes, you want to have a functioning point guard, but it's more so they just need another like perimeter threat who can 
kind of take control or score late in the game when you need it to be. Like, if you could – this is getting all out of funk here, but say you could somehow package something after that and go get CJ. Just the name. Just like not not realistically, but just the name. Like, a guy like that would help Philly tremendously if he could just no. go at the end of the game and get buckets. No, it, CJ would be good, but then you're going to have to – obviously, you're going to have to trade for uh, – you have to move Seth. No, I mean, yep. you're going to have to move Seth. And then put Dan Green to the bench, and then put, and then put CJ as, as your starting two. But then you're missing a point guard still. Like that's not the issue. Like you, yeah. you have shooters. You have shooters. That's not that's not the issue. The issue is a point guard. You need a starting point guard. That's the number one problem. And I don't know how many starting point guards are left. You know, because Dame, what if Dame's like, no, I'm fully committed to Portland, and it's just like, well, now it gets tough because. Yeah, Wiggins gives you depth, and you have a pretty small team, but you still need a point guard. You know, you still need a playmaker because they don't have one. I mean, no. uh, Tobias is not really a playmaker. Now there's wow. Joel, but Joel's more of a scorer and, and a defender. So I I don't really know. It's tough because no, they're in a tough spot. They're, they're in a tough spot. Possible position because it's like we need to trade them. But we need also a point guard, a veteran point guard. Now, stop something. Hit me. What about Rondo? What about Rondo? <laughs> what do you, you give him? Shake Milton. Give him Shake Milton and a first rounder for for Rondo. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. No, I like because then you have somebody who could get those other guys. Like you said, Tobias, he can't create for himself. He's not a playmaker, but he can score the ball if you give him a point guard to get him in his spots. So I like that. I was sitting here thinking, and I guess it, it didn't matter. It was he chose where he wanted to go, but it should have been more aggressive for a guy like Kyle Lowry. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have to be a sign trade to for, for Ben. And I love how Ben's like, yeah, uh, I don't want to go to Portland. I don't want to go to Toronto. I don't want to go to Sacramento. I'm yeah, like, yeah, we don't care. Like, that's, I'm like, bro, you don't want the cards here. <laughs> we do. You sucked. Like, <laughs> and you wouldn't even show up to like the team event. No, you don't get a say in this. Hey, you're ignoring us. No, you get no say. Get out of here with that. I love how he's like, yeah, like, this is, I don't want to go. Like, bro, you have no control. You have no – don't even think you do, okay? Don't think you're, you're some superstar. Get out of here with that. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, bro, who do you think you are? Callie's like, oh. dude, sure. Like, dude, your ego is huge. Come on, man. Man, I'll tell you what. That's I feel bad for what's going on because you want me to be honest, man? I think he gets moved, but I think it's later than sooner. You said a couple months in, hypothetically. I don't think Ben's going to go anywhere until close to the All-Star break. I do think – I don't think he ends next season in Philly, but I think he's stuck there for a few months. If, if he's stuck there at the beginning of the season, he's not playing. Like, there's no way he can play. There's just no way. He's burned all bl- all bridges. He's not talking to Joel. He's not talking to the front office or the coach. And you're like, yeah, I'm going out there and playing? Like, you're, you're going to have to do it before the season. You're going to have to do it. You know how bad – Mac, you, you know how much – Imagine him coming out and sitting on the bench. At, he couldn't even show up because he would get destroyed yeah. at home games. Yeah. Oh, he couldn't oh, show around the team. Would, Philly would give him hell. They would. <laughs> they might the throw stuff game. at him. They might throw stuff at him, bro. Like, no. He cannot see see his face in Philly. Oh, he, man. 
Philly is ruthless, and they will give it to him. They will give it to him. So, I mean, you have to do this before the season. You just have to. Even if you take a huge pay cut, you're going to have to do it because he's not playing for the Philly ever again, ever. So, I don't know what Mac, why is Philly so messy, man? They had the same kind of situation happening a year ago with a different sports team. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. I, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, man. I was like, snake. It's like Loki is the same thing. They're, they're just a toxic fan base. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're just so toxic. But uh, oh. I was like, because I remember everyone's hyping up Ben. Everyone's hyping up Wentz. And then they both just suck. And it's just like, ah. <laughs> Then all the fans they, hate him and turn on him. Yeah, oh, get him out of here. They suck. And now, now it's kind of like, I was like, it's kind of the same thing because Indy, uh, Wentz to Indy was kind of the inevitable. Is Portland to Portland the inevitable? I mean, I one time so. to tell. But if if Dane's like, I'm 100% committed, then Jam Moore's like, hey, what do I do? What do You're I screwed. do? You're screwed. screwed. You're screwed. So I don't really know. But uh, Philly, Philly's in a predicament. They might be a bottom, bottom team, like a seven, seven seed this year, probably. Uh, Boston, they'll be a six, seven, eight seed. You know, this is like both those teams are, are gap year teams. Now, let's talk about the Lakers. Now, obviously, oh, you and I have had some huge debates over the past. Uh, week, week and a half about this Laker team. So I want to so tell the audience why you think this will work. Okay. I'm going to tell you and the audience what I said all along. And this has been the big thing that, that everyone talked about. I think it'll work. Now, there, there may be some slight obvious bias there, but I legitimately do think that it'll work. And I think the Lakers will. One is a toss-up between them and Brooklyn. If we do get that final series, I think at the minimum they'll make it. And then I would have them, but I, that's, you know, it's 50-50. That's, that's two you know, extremely talented teams. But I've said from the jump, I can't explain. I don't know how it will work. I've tried to ponder it since the move happened. I know everyone that's kind of been talking sports about it has kind of had the same thing. How it works, I don't know. But I think the Lakers – we mentioned two teams that undoubtedly got better in free agency. You talked about the Bulls, and then you mentioned the Heat briefly. I think the Lakers undoubtedly got better by adding Russell Westbrook. You know, regardless of, of what you think about him, he is an MVP. He, he's an All NBA caliber player, and him with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that's that's a super team. Like, that's a big three right there. Um, so I like the move for sure, and I like honestly what they've done around the move the thing that concerns me and and i've seen it from a lot of people and lakers fans the most is that they've really lost their perimeter defense dennis was you know a pest on that end and then the year before you talk about guys like avery bradley they've always kind of had guys you know even leaving losing caruso they've kind of had guys that can you know be annoying or, or be capable defenders on the perimeter they don't really have that right now so that concerns me the most more than anything about you know russ and lebron's fit because I, Russ will be, he'll give effort, but he's not going to be, you know, you're not going to turn Russ into an all-world perimeter defender. Um, now, we're such a, the thing about Frank is we're such a good team defense, and you got 80 down there, I think we'll be okay. But that does, that definitely concerns me. But I think, yeah, 
I'm curious to see how it'll work. I think it works. I know that people have talked a lot, and you mentioned it before, kind of the theory on what you do. Do you make, do you let Russ handle the, the you know, kind of the point and let Braun do more of the, the scoring off the ball? Do you do the exact opposite? Do you turn Braun into like a pure point guard and say, hey, like I'm the third fiddle here offensively and, you know, let Russ kind of, obviously AD is the go-to guy, but you let Russ be the number two scoring wise. And then Braun kind of just, you know, has another maybe 10, 11 type assist season, 20 points. I, between those two, I would lean with the Braun one. And the thing about Russ is we've seen Russell try. He'll try to make it work. We saw it in Houston. Him and Harden, they took turns with the ball handling duty. And so I'm I'm not worried about that. I think he'll make an effort. And I think he, I think at this stage in his career, he's actually better in terms of being off the ball and slashing than LeBron is at this. I've always thought that's something that's said in theory. He's like, oh, yeah, take LeBron off the ball. That's not a that's not a thing. Like any team LeBron's been on, like he you can take him off. He's the offense. Like LeBron is the offensive system on all his teams. So I don't I don't like that nearly as much. So yeah, that, that's a lot. But that's kind of my overall thoughts on on what's going on with the Lakers and their moves going into next season. Yeah, um, obviously if you know me. I don't think I don't believe this will work. It's, it's just tough for me because talent-wise, they do have the second-best talent, arguably the best on paper. But the more I think about it, I'm just like, how is this going to work? How is it going to work? Because yeah. Russ and LeBron need shooters. They need shooters around them. Okay. So who's playing that two-spot? Who's going to be that shooter at the two-spot? It's going to be THT, Link Monk, wow. Trevor Ariza, Mello. I mean, then you're asking Melo to play the two, you know, or Trevor Reese to play the two, and or Kent Bazemore. Like Wayne Ellington, I think, too, is a name that he Wayne, might start. Wayne Ellington. So, like, yeah. do you trust Wayne Ellington to knock down threes in the big-time clutch? I don't know. I don't believe so. <laughs> I don't believe so. And then you have AD. If you look at AD's three-point percentage the past four years, it's slowly getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And AD doesn't want to shoot the three. He wants to shoot mid-range. That's who he is. He, he's a knockdown mid-range shooter. He can shoot the three if he wants to, but he doesn't want to shoot the three. And then your five will be either Dwight Howard or Marcus Gasol. Now, Mark can shoot the three, but Mark's straight liability on the defensive side of the ball. Or, or if you go Dwight, Dwight clogs the lane. He can't shoot the three. He's better on defense, but he clogs the lane. So, I don't know. And then you got Melo, Riza. Baysmore and Chris Dunn or or Chris Nunn, but because I don't know how it's gonna work because then you're asking Melo to knock down threes and play D. He's a liability on D, and then you might have to move AD to the five, which he hates. He's made that very clear. He's a four, not a five. But you're gonna have, probably have to move him to the five and put Melo or Rusa at the four. For it to work, and that's just will cause conflict. Because for this to work, you're gonna have to move eighty to the five. That's just how it's gonna work. Because you need more shooters, and he's gonna hate that. And I think he's gonna feel uncomfortable doing that. And then Russ. Now, getting to Russ, I do believe LeBron is you know strategic in this because he knows Russ has a high motor. Okay. I'm 36, 37 years old. You know, me playing every single day, grinding out every, everything is over. 
I'm going to be resting some, some, some games. Why not let Russ play those games with that high motor? Because he can win a game by himself yep. in the regular season. He's proven that. So I think that's why they got him. It's because when LeBron and AD rest, he's going to be on the court. He's going to win games. Now, playoff time, I do not want Russell Westbrook on the court if I'm a Laker fan. That means a liability on, on offense, and you know it. We've seen it so many times. This dude shoots abysmal from the field, okay? This man thinks he's Michael Jordan when he's not, okay? He's airball mid-range. He's airball threes. He's just not that guy in the playoffs who you want, all right? He thinks he's better than what he is in the playoffs, and I think LeBron is going to get frustrated with that. But, dude, we don't have to go 110% all the time. We can go 80. We can go 70. We can go the half-court offense. Slow it down. And I do think that LeBron being the point guard of the team and Len Russ being the two is the best scenario. But then you're asking Russell Westbrook to knock down shots when it matters. And that's what I have a problem with. So I try to attack these at different angles, see how it work. And I don't know how it works. I really don't know. This team reminds me of 2018 Cavs, but before the season, before before the season, that team had depth, veterans, and they were pretty good on paper. And then by the, by the deadline, they trade everybody away. <laughs> this is going to happen here. I think they're going to trade Car- Carmelo, Baysmore, Nunn, Ariza. I don't know about THG. I don't know. Probably, yeah. Really? Uh THC only has value because LeBron said he's good. That's his Honestly. only value. Okay? That man got paid for so much. I'm like, bro, he barely even plays on the team. Like, he, he has value because LeBron said he's good. Like, yep. that's literally it. So, that that's just wild. That man's getting paid like five million a year to sit the bench because he was, quote, unquote, good by LeBron. Like, if you you think the Lakers, if they had a, I don't mean, I think he just, I don't think it was an option. He wanted more money, but if you think the Lakers had a choice, they much rather should have kept Caruso than THT. I'd rather keep Caruso than THT. Yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, like like this man's only getting paid because LeBron said he's good. That's it. That's it. Like, that man barely plays in the playoffs. Like I mean, uh, I don't know. I look. We'll wait till the season starts, but. I don't know how it works. I really don't know. I mean, obviously it's LeBron. He might make it work, but when LeBron, when it can't work with LeBron, he either leaves or he trades everyone away. Yep. He he ain't leaving, so he's trading everybody away. So that's that's what I think. Okay, I do think LeBron's gonna. I was thinking about this earlier. LeBron is going to have to kind of like he did at the start of last season, and then he cooled off. For this to work, LeBron's going to probably have to have one of the best years of his career from three. From three? Okay. I was to, I'm like, I mean, he'll probably give you 24 points, seven, eight rebounds, 10, 11 assists. Oh, That's yeah. Yeah. Nowhere close to obviously like one of his best years, but like, you know, he's, I think he's going to have to be 36% plus from three just because of the spacing. Cool. Because here's what you said. You said AD has to run the five, which I get, he, you know, he needs to for that shooting. I think one of the most slept on besides Russ moves the Lakers made was bringing back Dwight. And I'm not going to start him, but I love the idea of heavy Dwight minutes just because Russ is another guy who can play make just like LeBron. Them attacking the rim, having both AD and Dwight on there just throw lobs up to. 
I yeah. think him and Mark will be 50-50 in terms of their minutes that they get just because, you know, Mark's going to stretch the floor and Dwight's going to give you that defensive rim protection. He allows AD to play the four, and, of course, he's still, you know, the rebound and the lob threat that he is. So I like that move a ton. But, yeah, I don't – like I said, I can't, I can't explain – how it's gonna work? I think it, I think Braun. I trust Braun to figure it out. I love the. I know you've seen all these. Uh, one, two things. One, the picture I sent you the other day of the Lakers saying goodbye to all those players. Yeah. <laughs> half, half the team. Half. Goodbye to two thirds of the team. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he's changed the lineup three times. So that's wild. Like, this man has been like, you know what? No, no, no. This guy, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, come on, dude. Like, uh, and we're one for three. So I mean, I'll take it. I mean, they're one for three. Yeah, they won one title. It was, it was in the bubble, but I mean, you know, it counts. Oh boy. And counts then, no, the other thing I found really funny is I know you've seen all these little uh, like TikToks and videos of people talking about like uh, Russ and KD and then LeBron and Kyrie and then AD and James Harden just kind of chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, honestly, that would probably be the most watched finals of all time. I'm not, yeah. I'm like, no cap. Like, 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 that would literally, Nets, Lakers, LeBron, Russ versus Kyrie, KD, and Harden. That's, the, like, that's, like, honestly, I, I guarantee you, Adam Silver would get wet on that right there. Oh, for sure. Adam Silver. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, dude. He would be, he would be so high. That, that much money coming in, everyone would tune in. Everyone, that I, like, like, that's a gener that's a generational finals right there. Like, that, yes, yes, like that's probably the best finals of of our lives. Like <laughs> that would be that would be crazy. And I don't know who. To, I mean, obviously, I'm pulling for the Nets, but I don't want. But I hate KD, so I don't know. I'm gonna have to, and I don't like Kyrie either. But I'm gonna have to pull for him because I don't want LeBron in five. Just come on over to our side, man. I'll get we'll get some jerseys. You know what? I don't even like Russ. I don't like Russ, LeBron, KD, or Kyrie. That'd be the worst option <laughs> to watch. I like James. I don't have a problem with AD, but I'm like, oh, my gosh. That'd be terrible for me to watch. Oh, man. No, I can't. We better get it. And this, honestly, when you think about it, too, so besides the Bucks, we are now literally set up to get it. Philly's a mess. The Clippers, Kawhi, we don't know what he's going to be next season. Yeah. The Bucks are really, like, the only team – that yeah. might disrupt that on paper. I don't think the Warriors, the Warriors will be good. I don't think the Warriors will be as hyped as people are about them. They're not going to be. If they get Ben, I would say the Warriors. That's, That's what I would say. If, if they get Ben, I'll say the Warriors. The Warriors right now, no. They're, they'll probably be the second best team in the West. Uh, well, See, I know. I think the Warriors right now is constructed. I was doing it in my head the other day. So I'd have, I think for the reason you mentioned, I think Lakers will get the one seat just because you'll be able to rest either Russ or AD or LeBron on any night, and you still have two or three of them out there. I think they'll get the one seed this year. I think, man, in two straight years now, the Jazz have been a good regular season team. I think the Jazz will do it again in the regular season. They lost the Yang, but they picked up somebody. Did they not? Really, who did they pick up? Let me look it up. I'm not sure, but I think they'll still be right there. I think I Warriors that. Suns, I think, is a, you know, with the Warriors that constructed, I think that's a good. The Suns did pick up JaVale. That was big. Because they needed size. They needed size, and then they got it. Uh, so I think they'll be three or four seed for sure. Okay. I, I think the Suns will be like a four or five seed. Five seed. I, I say Suns are a five seed. 
Nuggets are a four seed. Three seed be the Warriors. Two Jazz, one Lakers. That's what I say. But I don't know. I don't think the Lakers are gonna make it work. But if some if LeBron makes it work, then that's some hell of a GMing he just did. I'll tell you that. And, and they're the one seed. Okay, so yeah, the, the Jazz added Pascal, Rudy Gay, and Hassan. Hassan. Yeah. And Rudy Gay. And Rudy Gay. Yeah. And yeah. Pascal's not bad either. Pascal. Eric Pascal from Golden oh. State. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Siakam, I was like, what does Siakam get there? Not that. Eric will be there for depth. He, he won't play. Rudy Gay will play. Hassan will play. I mean, that's a good bench, too. I mean, you got Joe, Joe Ingles, George Clarkson, Rudy Gay, and Whiteside off the bench. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty big bench. So, uh, I like I that. do it again. They'll be, I think they'll be right up there, two seed, one, two seed. Again, you're talking regular season. Um, no, yeah, so, okay, but what was I thinking? Of? Yeah, yeah, if, if Ben were to go to Golden State, I would say those four because Celtics are an off year, Sixers off year, Miami, Miami's a sleeper, dark horse, because they have a pretty solid four out of five starters. Lowry, Oladipo, Butler, Bam. They could probably make some noise. I can't take it. They got swept, man. I can't take them serious. I think they're a good team for sure, but I can't. They got massacred by the Bucks. Yeah, but they lost. But now they have Lowry, Oladipo, yeah, PK. So I think they're a backup point guard or a starting four. They they just turning four. That's that's what they need. I don't know who 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 they can get, but I do think the Bucks. I do like what the Bucks said. They got Ronnie Hood, a shooter, to replace Forbes, Brian Forbes. They got Ronnie Hood to replace him. The game Pat Collington, they re-signed him, re-signed Bobby. They got George Hill, clutch back a point guard. And then they got DiVincenzo back. So, you know, they're on the verge to repeat. Obviously, I would really want them to get a star two, but that didn't happen. They have a good chance to repeat. Um, if the but if the Nets are healthy, them getting Patty Mills was, was clutch. That was yeah. lucky clutch. And I don't I don't know. And apparently LaMarcus Aldridge might come back to the NBA. He might want to go back to the uh, Nets. So I don't know. That one's that one's tough. But uh, like I said, or like we said, if the Bucks, uh, if the Nets and the Lakers make it to the finals, that's gonna be must watch TV. Like that's gonna oh, be great for the it's gonna be great for the league. Man, he won't and he won't have a he won't really play much. He won't be heavy in the rotation. But another move that I like that I know is gonna annoy me every once in a while the Nets made is getting Cam Thomas. I think off the bench he'll get a few minutes and that guy's just a bucket. He's just another bucket they added to the team. Um but oh, since we already kinda I wanted to get into I mean we already discussed most of it, but I, I still wanted to kinda come on here and talk about it. You're you're Mac to the Max that you had planned that we talked about yesterday. Go ahead and tell the people what's on your mind, man. No, I mean, I was born on night. I was just going through people's stats and stuff, and then I realized that Tatum was pretty good last year, maybe maybe better than Paul George. So my match, the max take was that Tatum is a better player right now than Paul George. 
That was my <laughs> after looking at the stats because Tatum averaged more points, slightly more rebounds, and one less assist than Paul George. And then if you look at the advanced stats, Tatum had better defensive win shares. He had a higher block percentage, had a higher steal percentage than Paul George. And if you're looking at their shooting, Paul George is better, but by like one, two percent. Like Paul George shot 47% from the field. He shot, Tatum shot 46 or 45. It's like neck and neck. True shooting, I think Paul George shot 59. True shooting, um, Tatum shot 58 or 57. Like it's just neck and neck. It's just right down the middle. And I'm just like, and I really have Tatum. I'm thinking, you know what? If Paul George only gave me 23, 7, and 5 as a number two, that's just not a cut in it. And I'm like, see, that's the, look, 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 that's the, you know, not to cut you, that's the context. Well, that's the part of it that I have a problem with is, your, you know, that context two. right there. He's number yeah. two. Number one, number one. But the last time he was number one, he had a guy named Russell Westbrook on his team. He was giving, he was giving him a triple-double. And he waited in the playoffs. He choked. He did. But, so, uh, I mean, I'm saying right now, I really, I really have Tatum. I think Tatum's a 6'10", 23-year-old. He was a better scorer. By the numbers last year, a better defender. And we also, we also both believe that Paul George is low-key, a little bit overrated as a defender. Yeah. He's not as good as people think he is. And he's just as good as a rebounder than, just as good as a rebounder than uh, Paul George. And they average close to the amount of assists. So, I don't know. That's what I believe now. After looking at the numbers, I'm like, you know what? Tatum's better. Tatum's borderline top 10 in the league right now. So one season, one season you're taking, you'd rather have Jason Tatum as your guy than PG. As, as of the numbers right now, yes. Yes. The thing is, and that's the thing I was going to point out before I responded. If you just, not just, but if you look at the numbers, it's a very hard argument to make. I would rather take PG. But if you look at the numbers, it's tough to sit there, look at them, compare them, and say PG between the two. But the two things. One, so can I not take those numbers you just gave? You're going to talk about playoff fee? Because that's kind of the – when he was on his own, on his own, or close to on his own, with no Kawhi, the numbers we saw well, him like, put up. So, yeah. No, no. He bought out. But so did Tam. Tam dropped 50 twice. He did. Like – like, come on now. Like, and plus, yeah, he didn't have Kawhi, but Tam didn't have Jalen Brown. He didn't have Kimba Walker. His best center, Robert Williams, went down in game one. So he really was kind of on an island. It was, it was him and Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. I, I think he's a good player, but he's not a number two. So, yeah, the playoff, he's good. And I think Paul George is, is a really good player. But I'm, I was looking at the numbers, and I'm like, Tam had a better year. Now you play well, Kawhi was there, but but here's the thing: Paul George only played 54 games last year, 54 as 17. Yeah. Jason Tatum had played 64, and he had COVID. Tatum had COVID. He missed time because of COVID. He still played more games. So, mm-hmm. I, I I think to me I think it's just uh, to me it's clear now after looking at the numbers I, I got Tatum better than Paul George. Now Paul George is is a great player. But I think this year, Paul George has gone probably put up the same stat line, maybe four or five more more points. So probably 27-7-5. Yeah, so they probably have like a 20. I, mean, I wouldn't even say that. They probably have like 26. Just I would say 
on the same mobile, you know, Tatum is funny. I was thinking about this as we were sitting here talking about it. I would rather have, I'll actually say this, for my regular season, if they're both my best players on the team, I'd rather have Jason Tatum. And Brian, because Tatum's not even in his prime yet. That's the thing. And part of it is, is that he's, he's 23, about to be, you know, I think he just turned 23, or he's just turning late. He might have just well, turned 23. I know he's I, I know he's our age. That's all I know. He's, he's our age. Yeah. So for a regular season, I'd rather just because I think he can handle that load. He could handle that load much better than Paul George could. But if you're talking which one I'd rather have my best player for a postseason, I would say Paul George. Um, but no, it's not. It's not. It's not too crazy. I think it's close. I know the the thing is funny. The thing that's kind of been more popular, and I wanted to. So both those guys are better than Devin Booker, right? Because it's been, you know, Book versus Tatum's a thing, and then PG versus Book was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Tatum, Book versus Tatum is a stupid argument. It's, it's Tatum. It's not even, no, it's Tatum. Okay. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Yes, Devin Booker made the finals, but don't overthink it. Tatum's the better player. Okay? I'll be honest. I tried to overthink it. I really like, so you said it, and then you were like, nah, you told me to, uh, Booker a while back, and I was like, dang. So I tried to overthink it and make Booker's case, but no, it's, is Tatum, um, man, Booker more long, more belongs than like you talk about Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, maybe Trey, that kind of group of guys. I think is more interesting than the other three. But that's one thing. Don't overthink it. Tatum, Tatum to me is borderline top ten now. He's a borderline top ten player. Just don't overthink it. All right, especially if he gets John Brown back. And I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. But okay. Uh, no, look, look, look. So the guys that are more comparable. So we think he's better than that group that we just mentioned. The young guys, one season. We're not talking a career. One season, you rather have Jason Tatum or Zion? Not just Tatum. Tatum? Yeah, I mean, if, 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 am I going for box office? Then I'm getting Zion. But I'm going for the player? I'm getting Tatum. Tatum's a better player right now. You wouldn't say that? You wouldn't say Z- that Tatum's better right now than Zion? Not as quick as you would say. I got to think about it, man. Zion has gone from – I don't think anyone – no, that's a stretch. But Zion has gone from, like – he's become really underrated out of nowhere just because no, he didn't – I agree the- because he's not really – I mean, not box office, but he's not really musty TV anymore. Like, he – I mean, disappointing. They, the, the Pelicans were disappointing is what happened. Yeah, and they're disappointing, and he's low key good. Like, like he gets to twenty and ten, like, like, like that, and you feel like he just only has like fifteen. Like, I've seen a bunch of Pelicans games. Like, wow, Zion with twenty four and twelve. I'm like, when did he get twenty four and twelve? I feel like he just had like twelve. He's got yeah. twelve points, and like eight is eight rebounds, not twenty four and twelve. He's just so low key when he scores and when he plays, because he's not like in college, in high school, he's all about. You know, finesse and showmanship and dunking, and now he doesn't really do that anymore. It's all about layups and you know getting contact at the rim and grabbing rebounds. You know, it does his part. He's not really box office where he just outperforms and out dunks everybody. You know, he's not the guy anymore. Well, and he's so efficient too. Like you said, it's one of, it'll creep up on you because he'll have one of those games where he's like, yeah, Zion today was uh, seven for thirteen, but he had twenty six and eleven. It's like, yeah, he's. He's so low key, like how good he is. It's just like, wait, he had that much? I don't remember him scoring that much. So it's just, 
it is kind of crazy like that because he's become a little underappreciative because he's just low key now. He doesn't. He's not all about showmanship. He just does his job. So, and yeah. he might be out there. Might might be out Nola soon. Who knows? Because they're they're messing around. They're messing around. They they have to make the playoffs this year, man. I don't care how. It, I don't. I know we talked about those, them, the Grizzlies, and the Clippers will all be in that. The the Pelicans. One, if you don't, for sure. You've got to get rid of the coach already. I don't know what um, – what's the GM's name again? I always forget it. David Griffin. David Griffin. Yeah, Griffin. If, if they don't make the playoffs this year, he's under some hot water. Like, you got to make some changes. We already agree they got the wrong guy, so we don't have to spend too much time talking about that. But Larry I think – Did they? Yeah, no, they did. They did. They fired him. Okay. Yeah, my mistake. But, no, that's – okay. He did that. That's the right move. Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We need to, okay. They got to make the playoffs, though, regardless. This year, they, they need to. Um, well, here's the thing. Who's their starting five? Because they have Valachunas at the five, Zion on the four, B.I. at the three. Who's their one and two? Who's their starting one and two? Kyra Lewis? I mean, I love Kyra, but he ain't no starting point guard. I mean. <laughs> I know they – I mean, I know they just today – their two, I'd assume, would be Josh Hart. They just signed him to a deal today. Uh, they did? Okay, so Josh Hart would be their two, but who's their starting point guard? I have no idea. You gave away Lonzo Ball for <laughs> – Yeah, because Kyra – Kyra's a backup point guard. That's who he is. So you have Kyra, Temple, Satarski, whatever, and Jackson Hayes, but he's in trouble with the law for finding a cop. So, <laughs> so I don't know. He'll be on the team. So yeah, That's I'm, a wild bull right there. And then Miritich as their backup four. So I mean, we'll see how it is, but yeah, they they they're gonna have to make the playoffs. Because uh, if Zion leaves, do you think he could go to uh, Charlotte? Oh, I wish, man. First Bridges, of all, Charlotte, Bridges, <laughs> Lamelo, and Zion, bro. That will that will be must watch, bro. They'll be always be on ESPN. Bridges, oh my God, Bridges! How do you do? Look, Zion, I'm glad, no. you, <laughs> I'm glad you gave that hypothetical because that like that goes straight into my the greatest thing I saw this week on uh this uh, Gabe's greatest thing he saw this week, and it's cliche, it's not very creative, but it's plain and simple, and it was the man himself, Leangelo Ball. Just because, um, like everybody, good to see him get his opportunity and to play. You know, it wasn't like he went crazy. By the clips, you would think he had the best summer league of anybody that played. He 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 played well. He played well, and I got to be honest, I didn't think I thought he could play, but I didn't think he would. You know, he would perform as well as he did. And honestly, I talked to y'all about it earlier this week. From all that I've heard, I haven't gotten to watch too too much of him. Bognite, I believe, you know, I'm saying it right. The guy who they drafted the first round, Joe James Bognite, has not looked very good. He hadn't looked. Well, I mean, it's still early, but I've heard he hadn't looked great. He looked good game two. Game two, he okay. looked really good. So apparently MJ called him and told him what he needed to do, and he just fixed everything like that. So apparently, you know, his first game, he was terrible, downright terrible. And then I saw this after, so MJ called him and told him, hey, you're doing this wrong, do this. And he dropped like 18 and five, 18 points, five assists. So 
Yeah, um, I saw that. I guess I don't know what Envy told him, but he's like, "Hey, just do this," and it worked. So, um, yeah. no, I think now, even regardless, I think Leangelo gets. A, I think he'll make a roster spot. I mean, now oh. obviously you could say that'll just be because his, to an extent, that's just because his brother is who he is. But I think he will get a roster spot that he has somewhat earned based off his performance in the summer league. No, yeah, no, because um, I, I read somewhere that they're seriously considering signing him because of, of his work ethic and what he's done in the summer league. Now, obviously, it'll be kind of box office, too, because, you know, both Ball brothers or two of the Ball brothers and Charlotte. But Charlotte, to me, is a little bit confusing because, you know, what do you do? Like, because you have Lamelo, you have Terry Rozier as your starting point guards, both starting at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boat night now, Jello. Um, Kelly Tony, putting up Kelly, you say was a weird move, which I I agree. Kelly Oubre, uh, Gordon Hayward, you know those guys come on the bench. And it's like, bro, like you don't need that much because I don't even know who they're starting for. And the you know, Thor, apparently he's Mac, playing you know, well. You know who they're starting for is he's been uh he's been in the news quite a lot recently. He's the only dude that's that's probably was down worse than Dennis uh, Schroeder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, I feel bad for that man. Apparently, <laughs> for the people that might not know who we're referring to, is PJ Washington. My that's God. their starting four. Apparently, that the mom will let him see his son. I'm like, bro, this is getting worse. I'm just starting to feel for this man way too hard. I'm like, this man got played, didn't even know it, and do you know what sucks? Hold on, let me get my charger. You know what sucks? Like, apparently, I, I, I'm seeing women on TikTok being like, yeah, I support her. I'm like, oh, no, yeah, I saw oh, that, too. God. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Bro, I was like, no way. This, there, There's no way this is true. They're like, I support, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Oh, I, the, I, uh, I, Brittany Rainer. Oh, like, I stand with her. I'm like, what the hell is this? I don't know if the number is exactly right, but it's the one that's being tossed around. And I know you're like me. We kind of did the math. $200,000 a month is so much money. He's only getting paid like three mil a year. (laughs) He has to ball out. He has to ball out. He has to earn a contract. He has to earn it now. Like, oh, my gosh. I just got to like, he loved that girl so much, and then had a kid with her, and she's like, you know what? I'm out. I, w- I want 200 a month. Oh, my God. That's just so bad. I feel, I feel no, that's like, the toughest L I've seen in a while. Over 40 mil, man. <laughs> over 40 mil over 18 years. Come on. Why are you going to do a man like that? That's... <laughs> I was listening to Juice World, you know... These girls are the same, and I'm like, damn, I bet PJ really hitting this song way too hard right now. Did you see the clips he put up on his story of him listening to a bunch of music? That was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my man was down bad. I got to send it to you, but that's... It's still bad down bad, man. He's, he's just feeling it way yeah. too hard. He's feeling it way too hard right now. Oh, my He's going to feel it until he gets another contract. Like, that's... Oh. He's so much thinking, money. Like, like what if it's like his, con- his next contract is like, oh, like two mil? He's like, please. I can't do this. 
<laughs> give you more. You know what? You know how I'm down bad. Just give me more, please. Bro, this man's gonna be in the huddle and on the court like Lamelo. You gotta get me more touches, man. Like I, I have to get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, bro. I, I, I know we're down two, but you're gonna have to give it to me. <laughs> I don't care. Just give me the ball. Oh, oh. my gosh. What if MJ sees this and he goes, you know what? I'm going to throw you a bone. I'm going to give you like 3.5. That would be oh. real. Oh, my God. That would be real. That would be a real one. That would be a real one. Or what if, what if MJ's like, you know what? Earn it, bitch. No, nah, I was going to say, MJ would also be the type to clown him for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you really he would like clown him and be like, you ain't getting that from me. You, <laughs> you better start playing ball. <laughs> oh, man. Oh my gosh, that had me so weak. Did you watch the Malice of the Palace? I haven't watched it yet, bro. That shit had me so weak. Oh my gosh, I was crying, laughing. I was laughing so hard. I'm literally like watching, watching the fight happen. I'm like, imagine if you were an Indiana coach. I would be like, I'm, out. I quit. I quit. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. After after what Ron did, I'd be like, I'm out. I showed you that video. I had a pause. I was laughing so hard. But I know every all I know is every video I've seen from it. Um, Steven Jackson has been hilarious. The one I sent oh, you this he's morning, been, he's been so funny. He's so funny in that in that thing, bro. Oh my gosh, the dude had like, the, the, the like the mace out, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I wasn't gonna display Ron. He was already down, but I, I saw uh, Grant Hill, and I didn't know who he was. <laughs> he was like, I know that was on the Pacers. <laughs> No, bro, like, they were talking about their suspensions, and, like, you know, Jermaine is taking it seriously because, yeah, like, I got suspended 30 games. I didn't think I, I deserved it, so I, I, I appealed it. They go straight to, to, to Steven Jackson. He goes, man, I didn't give up about my suspension, bro. I took it because you know why? I'm about that. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is wild, dude. This guy had me cracking up. It's supposed to be a serious moment. And this man just goes like, man, I didn't give two about that that suspension. I was like, golly. No, but honestly, Jermaine's face made me made me die. <laughs> so do you think you get in trouble? In trouble. <laughs> I mean, there's no way Ron was – like, think of it. There's no way Ron was – what do you mean? Do you think we're gonna get in trouble? We just fought fans. I didn't mean. Yeah. <laughs> do you think we got in trouble? We fought fans, dude. We literally went to the stands and fought them. <laughs> it's team and Jackie, so you know, if if you're my boy, I ride with you to the end, bro. I ride with you. And when that fucking oh my gosh. Bro, I didn't realize. So I saw some people saying like that Ron, low, not soul, but low key, low key kind of soul because I mean he left. Wayne got his ship with the Lakers. And then I didn't, I got to be honest, I didn't know how good, just because I wasn't aware and I haven't watched it, how good that Pacers team actually was. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Now did I, and it makes it very clear in the doc how good they were, especially Reggie, because the year before, they were in the conference finals and they lost to the uh, Pistons. And Reggie said, like, during the doc, he said, I knew for a fact whoever won this series was gonna win it all, and Dang. the and the Pistons won that series, and then they won it all, and he was so mad. And then the next year they were struggling, they traded for Stephen Jackson, and things clicked. They clicked, and they were like, and like Stephen Jackson and Ron, Jermaine and Reggie were all like, yeah, we all thought we were gonna win the title, 
And in that game, they were beating the Pistons by like 30. Like it was a blowout. It wasn't even close. Dang. And they all said during that game, they all knew they were winning the title. That's what they all said. Like after that game, they all they all like during the game, like we're gonna win the title this year. And then what Ron did happen, and then it was over. And then Reggie, then Reggie retired after that season. Yeah, and, I gotta watch this. I got, I might watch it tonight. It's, no, yeah, it's really good, and like it kind of like goes into Jermaine, be like Ron's, like you know. Because, you know, Ron won't want a title with the Lakers. Steven Jackson won a title. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just crazy because, like, Jermaine was left out. Jermaine never won a title, neither did Reggie, you know. So it's kind of – it, it kind of goes into death about Jermaine, about, like, how he he was, like, the face of the team and he got – was the one who got blamed the most for it. Yeah, I got to check Which, that out. I do think it was BS how, you know, they all got punished but not the fans. Well, th- through the NBA. Yeah. The legal system, the fans got punished. But the NBA didn't do anything to, to the fans. I'm like, okay. That's that's kind of bad. They started it. Like they the fans started it. You got probably suspend you know fans for the Pistons for like um, like a couple weeks. I would have. At least. <laughs> like come on. It's just it, after seeing yeah, I mean you're gonna watch it, but like it the fans were Ruthless. Ruthless. Man, I'm sorry. Oh, so they kind of had it coming a little bit. All right, let's... Imagine, imagine if Russell Westbrook went into Philly and started swinging. Imagine how Philly would, would react. Oh, yeah. That would get ugly, too. Oh, if you got get... those stairs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. No. The funniest thing <laughs> in that video, you know, like when Ron punches the fan on, on the court, Remember that? Yeah. That that gets me weak to this day. This fan literally went. <laughs> then Ron goes, <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, what are you doing, fam? Like, what are you trying to fight? Run our test? I would not touch that man. Oh, I would bro. run away. Like, this man went, I'm like, come on now. He went, bah! I'm like, oh, my God. Now have me weak. I'm like, what kind of an idiot does that? And it, like they interviewed the fan that was there, he goes, "Yeah, I blocked out." <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! It was so. It, it was supposed to be a serious doc, and there are moments that were serious, but there were times where I couldn't stop, help but laugh. Like it's just so funny. Okay, that's a bad thing. That makes me want to watch it more, knowing I'll kind of get weak. Now to this day, Stack is a real one for chasing that man, like for, for running up in the stands after oh, that. Oh yeah. Mask. Oh yeah, that was awesome. It was yeah, it's it's supposed it's serious yet funny at the same time. Well, I was trying to think. I know I planned before oh, we're gonna because we've gotten a couple like preseason games now to do some football, but we're already you might as well put that on hold, watch a little more since we're already at an hour and a half. Um, unless you got anything you want to throw in there. Well, you know that Carson was just coming back for coins, so you already know. You already know. Man, Carson Wentz is going to come back, and he's going to get hurt again. And he's <laughs> I would be weak if you got hurt again. I'd be like, really? 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 Oh and then don't gosh. even get me started on what's going on in Dallas. With, who knows with Dak? Uh, I think it's down bad more than Carson is. 
He might miss some time. Is Dak injury prone? I don't know. It's too early. Too early for Dak. <laughs> too, too, <laughs> too early to tell. No, but uh, I hope Jalen does well, though. You know, he's in a bad situation. So, I hope he does well. But, hey, we, we got our fantasy draft in two weeks. You ready? I'm ready. I, I oh, oh, you ready? Look, you ready I to told you I will not be going 3-0 and this year. I will sell on purpose. Um, it's all part of the plan. And then I'm going to win the league. Oh, really? So you're going to go 0-3 and then win the league? Okay, now let's slow down. If I do that, I probably miss the playoffs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to go 2-1 and one or 1-2. One and two, But, oh, yeah, we're back. This Papa Bear's back in full effect. Um, I can't wait to see where I get in the draft. But yeah, I'm taking a dub. You wow. had you, you, you blew. You're like Mac. You're like the Suns or the Miami Heat of fantasy football. You had a shot and then you missed it, and I think your window's closed. So my window's closed. Yeah, honestly. Oh, I'm saying that personally. All right. All right. Yeah, remember I said that your window's closed. I mean, I've been doing multiple mock drafts, multiple, like like three a day. I'm getting ready. <laughs> I'm getting ready. You're not, you're not ready for this. Also, the Braves first in the division. First. Oh yeah, I did want to give it. No, that's a big shout out to the Braves. I don't know how you lose arguably your best player and one of your aces, and then all of a sudden, arguably, arguably he's yeah, sorry, a top five. Yeah, yeah the, your yeah. best player, one of the best players in the yeah. league, and one of your aces, if not your ace, and all of a sudden you're the ace, the ace, yes. And then our starting catcher missed half the league, half the time. He just came back. Our one of our other pitchers, he's not even back yet. Our entire uh, our, our left fielder assaulted a woman. He's been in jail. So, <laughs> so our entire outfield has changed like four or five times throughout the season, and somehow we're still first in the, in the division, which is wild. Well, I'm happy for him. That's good. Now I'm gonna. I don't need to say it, Mac. You know what it. You know what they're going to do to you. They do it every time. Oh, oh, man. They will break my heart. But you know what? We're celebrating. We are celebrating because we're going to play the Brewers in the uh, first round, and we will get smacked. We will get downright <laughs> smacked. They are a significantly better team than us right now. And we're going to get uh, – if, if we win one, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy if, if we win one. Hmm. One. Yeah, we're going to the Braves. No, way to rally. Hey. It didn't look possible. I mean, from what I've heard, it looked like it was impossible a few oh, it's, months ago. It's impossible. Somehow the Mets have choked, choked their heart out. They have choked their heart out. They were up five, game, five games on us. Now they're down three on us. Man, Jesus they Christ. They, uh, no, they, they've they been terrible after the All-Star break. They're like five and 20. Good so, Lord. You talk about completely <laughs> – and you know what? They have a bunch of big names. They have Javi Baez, Lindor. Oh, yeah, Braves just scored two more runs. <laughs> We're so good. <laughs> For now. We'll see. For now. For now. But I think that's all we got for today. We'll come back next time. We'll probably hit some more NFL preseason type stuff. Because I did have a lot of stuff, you know, some stuff we wanted to hit with that. I'm sure you did, too. But – but we missed free agency, you know. We missed that episode, so we had, we had to get back on track. Exactly. You had to catch up a little bit. So, as always, if you've made it this far, appreciate you for listening. 
And we'll see you later. And we'll see you later. We're out. We're out. I'm McCartney.